there's just a lot of noise, a lot of big feelings, different experiences. And so if we can be the safe place for them to land at night, that's, I think, going to make a huge impact for them over the years. Hey, we are Shan and Ryan Tripp, parents of five on a journey to discover what it takes to raise great humans while enjoying the heck out of life along the way. Sometimes it's easy to let the weight of everyday life, parenting, marriage, finances, get in the way. But what we found is that as you break out of the norm and do life a little bit differently, a whole new world can open up to you. So if you're ready, we would love to invite you on this journey with us as we pull back the curtains and have a whole lot of fun along the way. And it's true what they say, life's a trip. This is our story. How will you write yours? Let's go. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Life's a Trip podcast. I can't tell if that's creepy or if I like it. This is a true crimes episode. <laughs> Please, no. I'm out. Isn't I'm it, out. Isn't it crazy how people love true crime stuff? I know. I, I don't. I, I, it's like my worst nightmare to yeah, watch that neither stuff. Neither one of us really gets into it, the, the dateline, and you know who loves it? My mom loves that stuff, and people just love it. Yeah, well, we're not talking about that today, you guys. Okay, yeah. So no, no. let's let's lighten the mood a little bit. We are talking about going to sleep, but actually waking up the next morning, <laughs> unlike a true crime episode where you don't wake up. <laughs> so yeah, Shan, but first of all, um, we just want to thank our listeners. We are so grateful you're here. Thanks for hanging out with us. The goal of these podcasts is for Shan and I to come together and just share what's on our minds, share some stories, and the feedback has been phenomenal. You guys are amazing. And we, we just want you to know that we are in this with you. You know, just before we sat down, um, Ryan was like, we were, we were discussing what we were going to talk about. And he's like, you know, I don't really want to talk about this certain other subject quite yet. Cause I feel like we just don't have a handle on it. And I was like, that's the point, you know, like how cool is it that we just get to do this with you, learn along the way, how to raise great humans and really enjoy this life while we're doing it. Because that's what it's all about. We just feel like we can see you and hear you through the microphone. <laughs> you know, like you're sitting here with us. Um, all right. Today, we want to talk about a very, uh, oh man, what adjective do we use to describe to, it? I can't wait to find out. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that uh, every family um, deals with. How do you say that? I don't want to say deals with. Like it's like a problem. That's what you, that's how you feel though. Uh, so sometimes. let's just say it how it is, babe. We're, we're now's the time you and I have kind of entered raising kids on two side, two different sides of this. And, uh, it's just been, I mean, our oldest is 12. And so it's been 12 years of learning how to navigate bedtime, bedtime, <laughs> bedtime, 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 bedtime. <laughs> Oh man, you know what we're talking about. So, <sighs> Shan. Well, what, you know, what, <laughs> you don't even do you have the about? words. Look, he's getting all his heart rates going high. He's I'm starting to sweat out. just thinking about the kids. I got to take a sip of my Celsius. By the way, I'm not <laughs> sponsored by Celsius, but for some reason, every time we sit down to podcast, I grab a Celsius, I crack it open. Today's flavor is peach vibe. I know some of you are going to judge me out there, but maybe that's why let you- he who is without <laughs> caffeine consumption throw the first stone. 
Maybe that's why you crash at night. You don't have the energy for bedtime because you're so hyped oh, up yeah. on is caffeine. That, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Me and Ryan uh, have, we, we ha- I think we're kind of on both sides of the spectrum when it comes to bedtime. Maybe not the end of the spectrum, but I personally uh, really enjoy that time with my kids. I really enjoy snuggling them. I enjoy singing to them. I enjoy telling stories to them. I, I would tell them work stories all the time before bed. You know, they just wanted to hear like what I was seeing at the hospital and I'd always make it into a teaching moment. So I would be like, yeah, the little cute little guy, you know, he went on this bike without the helmet and guess what happened? And so it's like, oh gosh, you know, I'm always going to wear my helmet, which is a small HIPAA violation, but we figure since, no names, no ages. We and figure since the kids are three and four, you know, it was fine. They're not going to say anything <laughs> anyway. So they, they would always say it was cute. Cause they always say, tell me a, a work story and tell me a, like a fake story, yeah. like a fairy tale story. Yeah. But I love that time of the day. I really genuinely do. Sometimes I'm pretty tired and I'm like, okay. And, and there's been seasons where I haven't loved it as much as I have in other seasons, but for the most part, I still really enjoy putting our kids to bed because it's a very quiet, <sighs> he can't even, he cannot, he cannot even handle this. On the other hand, I find myself kids. Let's go to bed. We do, we've done this every night for the last several years. Brush your teeth, put your jammies on, go potty. It's time for bed. Hello. <laughs> Is anyone listening to me? It's like they hit. It's like, it's like they hit. I, it's like they get amped up right before bed. What is that? It, it's crazy because seriously, I'm like a, on like a, what do you call it? Serotonin or like a, like a hormonal energy level. It's like kids, once the sun goes down and it's like a eight thirty nine o'clock, it's like their energy spikes and my energy drops to zero. And so you have those two opposing forces. And so naturally bedtime for me is often a frustrating time, but we've worked on that anyway, go on well, enough about me. No, no, no. It's not about me. No, it's great because I think that a lot of parents might relate to to me and a lot of parents might relate to you. Of I like, think so. And I think, you know, parents, I mean, you're listening right now and you're like, yeah, we're kind of the ones that that do snuggle and we sing and we read stories and we say prayers and or like maybe I'm the one that just goes in and I just go to sleep with them in their bed. You know, I think a lot of parents do that. They just fall asleep with their kids and eventually roll out of bed and go find their own bed. Maybe some parents are like, no, bedtimes, the kids are on their own. I'm just, I kiss them goodnight and I shut the door and I turn the light off, which I think is probably what you would prefer. And do you know what? How, how were you raised? Do you remember growing, um, growing up? How were your parents putting you guys to bed? I, I don't remember in my like early years, but I definitely do know my mom like stayed in bed for a bit with us, but I remember falling asleep on my own usually, but we always shared a room. I, I never was alone. I was always with my siblings and our kids are always together. They've never, I don't think they've ever slept alone ever. So, so they're always together and that can be really good. And sometimes that can be a little bit trickier because they'll talk and giggle and yeah, they're just like having a sleepover every night, but other times then they're not as scared, you know, because they're together. So yeah, I think it comes, you know, well, I, I remember, I don't remember details, but I, I do remember bedtime was like, it was a little more like, you know, it's time to go to bed. We get ready for bed, go downstairs, you know, say a quick little prayer, give you a kiss. Good night, you know, walk out, turn the light off, shut the door. And then you're kind of just laying there in bed. You know, I I guess that was more, I I mean, I don't remember. I barely remember what I, 
had for breakfast this morning. Did I have breakfast this morning? I don't think you dish your Celsius, babe. So I definitely don't remember like a lot of stuff from my youth, but I, I do. I, I remember like, it wasn't like, it was, it wasn't a long drawn out bedtime and my parents, you know, would like fall asleep and that's with how you, us. That, and that's how you feel like we sometimes do. It's like, it's long and drawn out. I've heard those words over and over again. Yeah. This is so long <laughs> and drawn out. So here's, here's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> here's what I've learned in my 12 years of parenting. I mean, how many bedtimes is that? 12 years of bedtimes. I'm going to run that math right now. Okay. Run that math while I, while I tell you what I've learned. I have learned that setting expectations, number one, a routine, number two, and And Lord's melatonin. Number three. (laughs) We actually can talk about melatonin. We'll get into melatonin. I don't mind talking about melatonin. 4,380 days. Okay. So we should have this down by now. And sometimes it still is tricky, but wouldn't you say it like, even because now we have a 12 year old and we have a one year old and we do pretty good. I mean, was bedtime like 30 minutes last night? Um, I don't remember. Like I said, I don't, I try to block Gosh. these things out. You know what I'm thinking though? Malcolm Gladwell in his book, one of his books says, you've got to put in 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. Okay. So if you think, let's just say for 12 years, 365 days, let's say bedtime is about an hour each time. We've only put in 4,380 hours, but the joke is by the time we try to get to 10,000 hours to become putting your kids to bed, sleep experts, kids are already be out of the There's house. There's no experts. We will never, by we're Malcolm Gladwell's standards, we'll never be, be an expert. experts at this. Well, you know what? Then if we're never going to be experts, then set your expectations lower. You know, like don't expect the kids to just magically like prance into their rooms and do twirls and then go into la la land on their own. Like you're never, ever going to be an expert in this and have it conquered. So why not just enjoy whatever it is? Because the third thing I was going to say beyond, he's just smiling at me. I'm going to prance. I'm going to prance into our our bedroom tonight. (laughs) The third thing I was going to say is the energy we give our kids, the, the, the feeling that we give them before bed I think has a greater impact than sometimes we realize as parents. So if we are like, get in bed, I said, get in bed, don't come out of your rooms. You know, I remember being kind of scared a lot when I was little in the dark. And if I had a mom or dad that would just be like, no, don't come out of your rooms. No, you know, turn that light night light off. I said, no more drinks, whatever. I would have been like, oh, I hate bedtime so bad, probably more than, you know, so I, because also with that, sorry to cut you off, but you, and you still experience this as an adult when it's nighttime and you're going to bed, your brain can play tricks on you and, and everything just seems like a bigger deal for sure. In the middle of the night, you wake up, one of the kids is, is coughing or throwing up and just everything seems like a bigger deal, probably just cause you're kind of disoriented. Right. So yeah, for sure. I totally get that. And you it's it's to me it's along the same lines as the the age-old wisdom of of uh never go to bed angry with your spouse. Yeah. And always, you know, what you have in the vinyl lettering above your bed that says always kiss me goodnight. <laughs> Just teasing about that. We definitely don't have that. Live laugh love. Um it's the same thing, right? You want to just end the day and the night on good terms. Everyone goes to bed peacefully. And you'll have good rest and you'll wake up refreshed in the morning. But the truth is, it's just kind of hard sometimes. And I joke around a lot. I've I've done better over the years, but I've definitely had to push myself as like, okay, it's 
it's been a, a, you know, every day it's a long day. And at the end of the night, and for me, I'm more like, I just want to, you know, let's sit down, let's watch the bachelor, me and you relax and have some alone time. (laughs) Gosh, I feel like you bring up the bachelor way too much. (laughs) I'm not going to deny it anymore. You've heard it here first folks on the life's a trip podcast. I am a fan and I'll take it. I'll take it any way I can. I'll take, I'll take the bachelor. I'll take the bachelorette. I'll take golden bachelor. I'll take bachelor in paradise. Okay. Okay. Um, Enough. So call me ABC. I'll be right there alongside Jesse. Happy to help host the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. And so that's my, just, that's just my nature. I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from, but my nature is to more be like, let's go to bed. I would like to spend an hour just hanging out with my wife and watching TV and just like turn my brain off. But it's like the most formidable task of the day lies in front of me of putting the kids to bed. But anyway, I joke around a lot and I will say over the years, you've taught me a lot and I see, I see that perspective and I don't, I hope I don't sound like a total monster. Like I love snuggling with the kids. I love when I can read them a book. I actually bought a little golf book uh, that I read to Jack to try to infuse the golf stories into his brain. But I feel like I've come a long way, but it's not, it hasn't come easy to me. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, part of, part of your desire is to spend time with me. Right. So at bedtime, I mean, we both desire that, but, but I think that's part of, you were were right. (laughs) Stop it. I think that that's part of why you become frustrated is because you're so tired that you'll fall asleep with them. If you have to go lay with them, And then you're awake and you're, and then you wake up and you're like, well, now I'm just going to go to bed. And then the other thing is like, oh, we haven't, you know, talked about what we're doing tomorrow. We, we like, we like that. We like when our kids can go to bed in their own rooms in the night and have a little moment with just you and I to talk about our day, to do whatever we want to do for that little window of time at the end of the night. And sometimes bedtime can, can rob us of that. And that I think adds a little bit extra frustration, right? Is the clock's ticking and the kids still aren't asleep or, you know. And I think what I've realized is we may not be able to have that every night. And, you know, our lives are busy and complicated. So sometimes the kids, I I know for you, you'll take a little extra time, you know, especially around when the the kids are meeting new friends or having new experiences or or going to a day of school. It's like you kind of know going into nighttime that the kids need a little extra you know, time to talk to you. And and you're right. They'll, when you're laying in bed, they'll, they'll talk and they'll just open up. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because me and my sister were talking on our run the other day about just little traditions that we do with our kids, you know, because she's like, how much do you remember when you were a kid? How much do you remember of mom and you know, how, like what, what she was like and what she did with us and I, and I don't remember the day to day, but I remember certain things that she would always do with us. Like she always woke up before me and exercised and had a warm breakfast before I went to school. And she said a scripture with me and a prayer with me and hugged me and told me she loved me every single day of my life. And then after that, you know, I don't really remember some of the things throughout the day, but what I, what I believe and what I hope my kids will remember is every night when they were in bed, I sat with them. And I genuinely wanted to hear about their day. I wanted to hear about the hard part of their day. And I want to hear about the really good part of their day. And there's something about that time. And my kids are pretty, wouldn't you say like really pretty open with us? Yeah. They, they tell us, I mean, they would, they tell us 
I would think most everything I've, I've never, I'm, I'm yet to find out something that they haven't really tell us that they, that they've had a hard time with or something like that. And a lot of that happens in that, in that late hour when they're in bed, the lights are off, they feel calm, they feel comfortable. They have nothing else on their mind. They just seem to open up. And it's a moment that I treasure a lot in motherhood of being just in that, like very, very, very present with them. You know, my phone's not there. They're fully present and we can really have those like really special conversations. So that is one piece as my kids have grown older that I've really enjoyed. And then, you know, when they're young and they're babies, I just love to watch them sleep. I seriously, genuinely love to just watch their chest rise and fall and just be so grateful for their little precious bodies. I mean, when babies sleep, they're like perfect little angels. So that's a part of motherhood to me that brings me a lot of joy. And it unfortunately happens when we're all really tired at the end of the day, but there's definitely nights where I'm like, oh my gosh, kids go to bed. Like I am done and we all need to be done. I think it just comes down to you. You have such a good perspective and that's what we love to you know, see and hear from you on Instagram and through this podcast is there's such a good perspective on parenting because you've been in the hospitals where, you know, kids are sick or kids haven't survived. And so for you to be able to watch one of our kids just lay there in bed healthy and breathe, you really appreciate that. And so it's always good to have a healthy dose of, of perspective. I don't think I told you this, but I was talking to a buddy of mine who's recently divorced. He has a couple of kids and he was saying, and so obviously he's not seeing his kids as much and they're having to split, split uh, time and just how difficult that is. And he said the exact same thing that we're talking about, that he loves bedtime and putting his kids to bed because it's just a time where they lay down and his kids are pretty young. They're little toddlers and they lay down and the kids just for like an hour, just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And he just soaks it in and he appreciates that time and he appreciates listening to their day. Cause he might not have been with them, you know, the previous day. So he's kind of catching up and hearing about their days and what's going on in their lives. And, and I loved that. I loved that perspective. And it made me, it inspired me. It made me feel like, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, gosh, so lucky to be a dad. So grateful to have these kids. Yeah. Parenting's hard. We're not dismissing that, but a little perspective and a little just taking a deep breath and being like, you know, the best thing to do. Yes. I want to, you know, yes, I want the kids to go to bed and, and sit down and, and watch a show with Shannon or spend time with her or plan our day out. But right now, can I just take a breath and, and spend time with the kids and put them to bed and snuggle them and make them feel safe and loved and, and just let them open up and listen to them. So, well, you think about during the day when, you know, we have tons of little conversations with our kids but there's always, there's just feels like there's always something to do. I'm, I'm either like wiping the counter or I'm, you know, getting on my shoes to go somewhere or it's just, it's hard. You have to be super, super intentional to just like sit on the rug with them and talk to them and go into their world during the day. We can, and we should several times a day, but it is much easier to do that at night. Just fully go into their world. Like forget about everything else you have because you literally have nothing. You're going to bed, you know, and you just go into their little world and just appreciate it. I think that you're right. Just having like lowering your expectations maybe for bedtime and then shifting your perspective to like, what a special time I get with my kids at the end of the night to just, you know, like shove all the distractions, like quiet the noise and just be all there with them. And it doesn't mean that it's always easy, but it definitely helps a lot. 
So Shannon, what can we do to get our kids ready for bed? Okay. So, I mean, I originally said, you know, a routine. I I think routines, especially with young babies are so important. So maybe it's a bath, maybe it's a bath before bed. Maybe it's whatever. I think as our kids have gotten older, it's like, Hey, mom will have time to read you two books and do, you know, something else. If you can brush your teeth and get in your jammies and go potty in, you know, two minutes, whatever. And it just changes with time. But I think that like little games and, and having them team up, not like a race against each other, because that's always going to be a fight, but can (laughs) all the siblings work together, team up and beat mom downstairs in two minutes. That's always like a positive, like little competition, little competition. What about the pajama fashion show? Oh, pajama fashion show. We haven't done that for a minute. We need to do that tonight. When our kids were like, what would you say? Like six, four, two, yeah, eight, it, six, four. Like, yeah, it was probably before we even had Bo, but yeah. So we <laughs> put on a little, that was my, I think my favorite part was, you know, seeing them just dance around. They go put on their pajamas and then before they come up the stairs or around the corner, we'd put on some music, you know, think MC Hammers can't touch this or just some <laughs> like upbeat, just like, you know, song. And then, uh. And then they would come out and do like a pajama fashion show and they'd spin around and dance. Yeah. And I would announce them. That was the fun part for me. I would like announce them like they were coming down the, the catwalk. Yep. Um, those are fun. But it is little things like that that, I mean, can bring a little bit more joy to the experience of totally. bedtime. And maybe you can find a million different things to do, but find those little those little, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's every single night, but some part of your routine to bring you some sort of joy. And that's going to look different for every one of us. For me, it's laying in bed with them and hearing about their day. For you, it's a pajama fashion show. For some people, it might be, I get to read to them or teach them something at night. You know, I get to say prayers with them if that's the only time you pray. Like whatever it is, find those things that bring some sort of spirit of peace and joy so that they can go to bed. Because you think, especially as kids get older, I mean, even when kids are younger now, There's just a lot of noise, a lot of big feelings, different experiences. And so if we can be the safe place for them to land at night, that's, I think, going to make a huge impact for them over the years. And our kids are 12 down to one, five kids from 12 to one. So we're all together. So, you know, usually eight, eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock. I mean, everyone's home. You know, we don't have teenagers that are out with friends or doing late night stuff. So, I mean, we can, we're in a pretty good rhythm where we're all together and we can get them to bed. Um, Shannon, what are your thoughts on melatonin? You're just, you're just coming in hot with that question. Yeah. This is, you know, this is no nonsense podcast. No nonsense. Well, um, interesting. You ask, we do have melatonin in our cupboard now. Scandalous for the, for those of you who have done any research on melatonin, I can already feel it. You're getting like, what's she going to say? What's she going to say? Because it's actually incredibly controversial. Do you, if, if there's parents who give it probably every night to their kids, there's parents who give it every we, night. We've talked to, we've talked to some other, you know, we've talked to parents that do that. And then there's parents that would, that would, would never. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there's actually research and studies and, and really educated people on both sides of the spectrum. It's not necessarily just like a, a natural world versus a, you know, Western medicine world. It's actually like all over the place. So this is not at all 
what you should or shouldn't do. This is what I have decided using my best judgment and discernment from everything that I have learned. And that is that the bottom line of melatonin is the problem is we give too, too high of doses to melatonin of melatonin to kids. So if you're going to give melatonin, especially on a regular basis, which we do not, but when our kids are sick and maybe need a little bit more rest, when we're traveling a lot and we have to get back on a different time zone, maybe there's a mental health night where me and you just need some time together and we need to get our kids in bed sooner. You know, I am not judging anybody for giving your kiddos melatonin in times like that. I'm not judging you if you do it every, every day, but do it in small doses because research actually is consistent on that, that the smaller doses are more effective and safer for kids. The higher doses aren't any more effective. So when I say smaller doses, I would say like for kids under a half of a milligram, there's gummies that have like three milligrams in them. So and uh, Shannon, <laughs> I'll like eight the <laughs> so so you know it'll have like the kids melatonin sleep sleep time gummy or whatever. I mean, you, you all know you've seen these you buy them at Target or wherever. There seems like there's like seven different companies yeah, and seven different options too. And they're not all. I mean, you can find better ones. Some are better yeah. ingredients than others. And so Shannon will be like, if if it's a melatonin night, like <laughs> it's a melatonin night, and that's honestly that's probably what once a month. Twice yeah, a month. We don't do it very often. Is that but- a melatonin night? So you'll have me cut the, you'll, you'll be like, okay, cut the gummies. So, you know, and like Shannon said, like cut them, cut them, like cut a quarter, you know, cut a quarter. <laughs> and so, so I'm not going to lie. You know, I, once again, no nonsense, just truth be told podcast. Sometimes you don't, cut instead them. of a quarter, I'll no, I'll still cut them, but it might be more of like a third. Oh my goodness. You know what I just thought of? This is hilarious. So a long, many years ago, many years ago when I was working in the hospital and I, I remember one night I was getting all the kids vitamins out. Do you know what I'm about to say? I was getting all the kids vitamins out and my kids go, wait, mommy, they're just little, you know, like (laughs) six, four, wait, mommy, where's the orange one that daddy gives us? (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is all the vitamins we I don't give know you. About an orange. And so then I asked him, chewable. he was giving a melatonin behind my back, you guys, oh behind my, my back gosh. when I would go. But I mean, you know what? You had more. Not every kids, night. Not every and night. I was working at I night remember shift. that. Do you the remember? two older, I think we just had the two older girls. You were working night shifts at the hospital. And uh, yeah, probably, probably at least weekly. I'd be like, I, got, I just got to give them something to help them go to sleep. You know, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then they ratted me out. Yep. I know. I know. Little girls, they're narcs. They just narked on me. <laughs> Maybe we'll do. I'll, I'll share a little bit more about education about melatonin um, soon, but I just, that's my take on it. There's a lot of people that give it every single day. And in the long run, um, I think that no matter what you do, if you Give it once a month. If you give it every day, just give it in low, low doses. That's going to be what's safest for your kids. What they say is that the danger of giving it every single night is just like you're kind of artificially disrupting or or uh, adjusting their sleep patterns, right? Like we should we should be able to go to sleep hopefully on our own and develop good sleep habits, especially as kids, even as adults, right? It's like the the things they say: don't drink caffeine before bed. Obviously, don't be looking at your screen all night long. And then just try to lay down and get good sleep. Like, and so I think the same is true with the kids. You shouldn't just be 
pumping them with melatonin every night because you know, is that developing good sleep habits for the rest of their life? So I think that is, that's that is the reason one take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading the double blind studies. <laughs> oh, I've, been, I've been subscribing to my parents journal quarterly. And then there's other people that say, no, actually giving them melatonin regularly has benefits too. So there is literally you guys, there's, there's, you know, spectrum to spectrum and you just learn everything you can and take what feels good to you. And that's kind of where we've landed. But everything is always evolving for us. So we could change our minds in the future and never give it again, or we could potentially give it more often, but we're always learning. We're always growing. And that is the point of parenthood, right? Love that perspective, Shannon. We don't judge. We're glad you're here. We're telling you how we do it. And if that's how you do it, great. And if you do it completely different, that's great too. Happy to have you here. Thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. God bless. Thank you for, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting your kids to bed every night because like what a gift that is to have a parent who loves them, who keeps them safe and warm and loved. It's just like, if you, if you ever wonder if you're doing a good job, just ask yourself that my kids are safe. They're warm, they're fed and they're loved. Kiss them goodnight and don't underestimate the impact that's going to have on them. And Hey, if you've had a long day and you're like me, Tonight, when you put your kids to bed, just take a deep breath, love them, kiss them, snuggle them, read them a book, and just make the most of that time. I can't wait for you to do bedtime tonight. <laughs> is it? Is it just on me tonight? Oh, man. You know what? It's a team effort. It's a team effort. I'll do it. I'll do it. Go I'm team, gonna, go. I'm going to put the kids to bed tonight. Just me. You relax. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye, guys.